Welcome to the People Doing Good podcast. I am Mariah Bull. And guess who I am? That's right. I'm Jerry Robinson. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Jerry, do you have an extra cup of coffee today? No, I'm just, you know what? I'm just excited and it's just, I woke up this morning and all you got to do is watch the news and then you realize how grateful or how how, how great it is to be uh, safe and around people that you love and and you got things that you can do and that people care about you and, and you care about people. So that's, that's where I'm at. Had a, well, actually, I did have about seven cups of coffee. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I think you're just high on life. And that's why we're here today here at the People Doing Good podcast. Um, we want to spread positivity by sharing the stories of people who are doing amazing things in the world. We want you to turn off the news. We want you to click on our podcast and we hope to put a smile on your face. Today, we have Sean Daly as our guest. It is his second time. He's in the two-timer club now with Guy Fietti and Ronnie Lott. So he's the third person we've had on twice. He was with Crossing the Jordan, um, a wonderful nonprofit in Santa Rosa, mm-hmm. California. And now he has his own venture. Sean has just started the Loving Home Ministries, and he is on his way to go and build a, a school in Kenya for uh, orphans. And he's a wonderful man driven by positivity. Just he is on a mission in his life to make a difference in the world. And we look forward to sharing our conversation with you. Enjoy. You have a new venture that you're about to begin. And I would love for you to just from the beginning, let us know how this, how this came to be and what your plan is. Yeah. So I think the last time that I spoke with you guys, I was at the uh, crossing the Jordan building down in town, Santa Rosa. And I was working with um, the people that owned that. And they had invited me into sort of out of the blue, their experience, which was they took over an orphanage in Nairobi, Kenya. And um, at that time, I, they asked me out of the blue if I wanted to come and sort of help out. And I'd never done anything like that. So I went over there, built a basketball court with my son and um, taught him how to play basketball, the kids at the orphanage. And it was just an amazing experience for, for both of us, really life-changing experience that I can't really put into words. But then what happened was uh, Crossing the Jordan uh, ended up moving to Florida because of various things that happened. And with them went my connection to the orphanage. Uh, Cause I was co-supporting them and working with them and planning other trips there. And that had become a huge part of my life. And it was just like, it, it just got ripped out uh, from a lot of people's lives, uh, that organization and that connection. Um, so then I was sort of like, wow, uh, that really hurts. Like I was really, I was really loving the, you know, that, that connection and doing that work over there. So I, I kind of, you know, I prayed on it. To be honest with you, I, I sort of just had a prayer. I don't remember what I was praying. I just specifically, I just kind of said, you know, I'd really like that back in my life someday. If, if you know, it's your will, because I'm a person of faith and I, I believe in a creator and um, I believe he listens to our prayers. And so I did that. And then I was playing golf at Bennett Valley, Jerry, <laughs> about a month or so later, maybe less. And the guys I'm playing with have to leave in the back nine. So I get grouped with some random guys on the back nine. 
<laughs> and, and these guys and these guys are like talking and I, I recognize their accents. They sounded like they were from maybe from Kenya, but I didn't say anything. So I ended up saying, hey, where are you guys from? And they're like, yeah, we're from Nairobi. I'm like, OK, that's random. We started talking more and I talked about the, you know, my reason. I said I was just there, you know, a few months ago. Oh, really? And then it turns out, oh, we know Michael from Crossing Jordan. I'm the guy who met him. This is the other guy there. Uh, this guy Johnson says, I'm the guy who met him when he came off the plane the first time wow. and connected. And I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? That's that's insane. I'm just grouped with you on the back line at this golf course. And they we liked playing together. They invited me to play again. Uh, and so we went out and I had told them the story, you know, just to like, oh, I was bummed that I lost that connection. And, uh, and Johnson said, Hey, you know, I have a friend, uh, Elizabeth who lives in Nairobi still, she just moved next door to an orphanage. And I guess because of COVID, this is now we're in COVID at this point the, the, he said, well, basically what Elizabeth told me is he doesn't know, she doesn't know them that well, but the person running it is a pastor and he gets the donations to support the orphanage from the church collections. Well, they're completely shut down. Like they can't open church. So they're hurting, they're behind in the rent, they're struggling. And so Elizabeth just mentioned it to me. If you'd like, I can make this connection, you know, just so you can talk to them and whatever. I'm like, uh, okay, that's really interesting. Um, sure. And I talked to my wife about it because we agreed that my wife and I wanted to um, do this together. Like, you know, this venture, this support, this work together. Um, so at that point, uh, I, I said to her, I go, okay, so we don't know these people from Adam. And how can we vet? We, like, we need to vet these guys. So we researched them online a little bit, but there really wasn't much. Um, we saw a Facebook page, but we were like, you know, we, we need to know if these guys are on the up and up because it's kind of like a connection of a connection of a connection and we don't know them. So again, I said a prayer on this. I thought, you know, this is kind of like, I know this is an impossible one, but I really need somebody who could be feet on the street that we could trust in Nairobi that could go over there and check it out because I didn't have that. And the very next day, a Facebook post in one of my marketing groups, because I'm a marketing guy, says, what's your side hustle? And everybody's like, I do drop shipping or I do this, right? You know, whatever it is. And I put, I, I co-support an orphanage in Nairobi. Some guy posts less than an hour later, hey, Sean, uh, you know, I want to DM you about this. I live in Nairobi and I was orphaned as a teenager. And I um, have a heart to help orphans and I live in Nairobi. I'm in your marketing group. And I was like, wow, what? So I ended up talking to this guy and I, the conversation was like amazing. We were just DMing and, and he, he just sounded like a really cool person, really nice guy, your heart's in the right place. So we ended up having a Zoom. My wife and I had, had a Zoom with he and his wife that weekend. She's a social worker in Nairobi and they're just the sweetest young couple. They have a child, um, and one child together and another child uh, from a previous marriage. And they're just like the neatest people with Kevin and Kate. And we were just fell in love with these guys on the spot. And they were like, we would be happy to go over there and vet these guys and, you know, meet the kids and just give you our honest feedback on it. And they went and did that of their own time and their own, you know, made the sacrifice on their own. And uh, we ended up having a follow-up conversation and they gave us, videos and photos and they had took stories of each of the kids and uh what was going on with them and there was a lot of like physical sexual abuse from their households the ones that um still were living because there's day orphans and then there's true orphans true orphans have nowhere to live day orphans are kind of like um they come for the for the support services that the uh the comb provides for food and things like that education 
Um, so anyway, we, we got all this amazing information back and, and the upshot of it was they're like, no, these people are amazing. It's this Bishop John and his wife Rahab and they're from South Africa. And this is their, their whole existence is centered around helping children, um, really generous people. So it was just an amazing experience. And that became the seed of what we started doing. There was the six of us together. And ever since then, we've been, um, supporting them, uh, doing some fundraising. Uh, we just formed the 501c3 a few weeks ago. Uh, we were basically just on our own doing everything. And then we were like, well, we really need to bring other people into this. Cause a lot of our friends and contacts were like, we want to help with this. People were like, we want to be part of this. So we formed the 501c3, which is called loving home ministries. Um, and so he, here's, here's what happened though. This was the other, this is the other thing that kind of blew me away. Um, I had decided to sell my business, uh, or at least I was interested in it. And I had a number in mind and I wasn't sure I would get it. Um, it was kind of an aggressive number, um, but it was like my number, right? We all have our number. Like that's what we wanted to get. And I said, and I, and I basically made a pledge. I said, if I, get, if I get this number, then I am devoting a very large chunk of it to this, to building these guys a new home. Cause they're, they're living 81 kids all over each other. They don't have mattresses. They have one bathroom to share with. It's actually over 81 now. Um, it's inadequate space for them to say the very least. And they clearly need their own place. So I said, we're, we're going to go, we're going to go build them a home over there, um, you know, buy land and or at least look into it. But that's that money I will set aside. Well, I listed my business online. I got a hundred responses in the first month. I then spent <laughs> the next three or four months on the phone nonstop all day long talking to people about my bit. And I was like, all right, I have too many people. Like it, it was crazy. And um, so it just blew me away. So there was all this just energy that came in at that moment and it was a wild ride. And uh, long story short, I, I closed that deal a couple months ago in October and took the first, you know, that chunk of money that I promised. And I put it right into that. Uh, I donated it to the 501 C three. And we are heading over there in two and a half weeks to, uh, to look for land. And uh, we are building this plane as we are flying it. We do not know what the heck we are doing <laughs> with it. We're figuring it out. Talking to people smarter than us and who have done this before, uh, like this woman, Eldana, that we met who has a Baskets and Beads Kenya website. And, and we, she was very generous with her time recently. And we got on the phone with her to, to learn. So it's been a wild ride and we're really just buckled up and in the beginning of it right now so yeah that's what i've been up to <laughs> that's amazing. you know what you, you, you know um when i talked to you the other day we were sean i appreciate you inviting me over to the eagles uh to the eagle game and uh and i mentioned to you that i had covid and all that kind of stuff and i couldn't you know i, I couldn't make it and I was listening to you you know we were talking on the phone and you were telling me about what you're sharing with us now and i just uh, you're just an amazing person, man. You you really are, you know, and uh, because, you, you know, you know, God is my is everything to me. You know, uh, I can't move without him. And I don't I don't move. I don't start circulating during my, my day until I get on my knees and give him thanks for everything. And just yeah. talking to you, man, I was just listening to you. I said, you know what? You are truly uh, an amazing person man and uh, i had to get you on our podcast because i know you were leaving in a couple of weeks you know and i'm sitting there, i got off the phone with you and i'm like wait a minute he sold his business he's going to kenya <laughs> building <laughs> silly for orphans 
And it all came because of your desire to make a difference in some people's life and these kids' life. And you went through God to give you the answer. So to me, that's the purest way and that's the smoothest way that, that for me, that, that it could be done. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm glad we're friends, man. I put it that way. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, likewise, likewise. I love you too, man. And it's really funny too, because you were one of my, as a child in the Philadelphia area, watching the Eagles play and watching that first Super Bowl. Like I'm watching oh. you just light people up, you know, as a kid, you're like one of my heroes. And then later oh, we get to be friends. So I consider myself very lucky. lucky. Yeah. They say never meet your heroes, but with you, that's, uh, that's not true. It's the opposite. You're too, you're you're too kind, man. Man. That's the truth, man. I asked my brother and my dad. We were we were all uh yeah, yeah, we're all here, all fans of you. Um, and still are even bigger now. Well, you know, and the thing I want to say about this is like there's a lot of um this is not about me, not about me, and this is not about us. Like we're we're just really what what happened was um a shift occurred, like an invitation almost. And there was like, and it was when I sat across Michael, this table for Michael at lunch in the cafeteria, we were both just sitting there at our old building there, downtown fourth street. And, and he said something to me. And I remember the moment, like, I remember there was a moment that happened where he said, Hey, I'm like, why are you, why are you always like red eyed coming back at weird hours and off, you know, internationally all the time? Like, what are you doing? He's like, and he told me about taking over the, the different orphanage. This is a, a different one. Um, and I and then I was like, wow, that's amazing. And I was moved by hearing his story, which is I, you know, I think we we heard that on a previous show, so people could refer back to that mm-hmm. um, that episode with Michael Bryant. But that was his story, and uh, but hearing it moved me. And when he he asked me to come with him, I mean, I was super busy, like we all are, and you know, I have five kids and I am business, and you know, employees counting me, all that stuff. And um, but I, I something told me something told me that I should say yes. I just felt it. It was like, it was an irrational decision to say yes because it didn't fit in my life. But, but I said it anyway. And I was kind of looking at myself almost going, what are you doing? Why are you saying yes? For me, like that was the trigger event that that was where my heart shifted. I let, I, it's a, a leap of faith. Like I found that everything good in my life has happened with a leap of faith of some kind, like my marriage to my wife and you know her to me, like it, it's just things where they're like, this doesn't really add up on paper. There's a lot of risk in this or things like that. Right. It's not, it wasn't easy. It was a difficult decision. It was a self-sacrificing decision or scary decision or something like that. And this, this was a version of that. that was different in the sense that it was like just a giving like self, you know, just giving of myself and my time uh, at a time when I couldn't really justify it or part of me wouldn't justify it, but I did it anyway. And then that was like, ever since that, moment of making that decision and then actually going my whole life has changed in a way that I can't describe. Like I'm not even the same person anymore. Um, my life doesn't go the same way anymore and, uh, it's expanded. And when we were there, Michael said to me, he goes, you know, we don't bless the kids. The kids bless us. And, uh, he, he said that on the plane on the way over. And I thought, okay, that, I don't know what that means, but I mean, I I know what you're saying, but I can't really, that doesn't resonate with me. Well, once I got there, it resonated with me. I got it. It's, this is not about like, you know, the rich first world person, or it shouldn't be like showering, you know, money and, you know, feeling better about ourselves because we're showering money on people. That's not it. It's, it's what we, what we see is, um, or what we receive back is the, the benefit of, uh, positively affecting other people and becoming in, uh, getting into a relationship and community with them and, um, 
there's just something like there's something happens there where it's like magic. Like they are so, uh, and, and these are the children that I'm talking about in Nairobi. They are so loving and so open. Like they shake your hand every time you come back in the room, <laughs> which I thought was weird at first. I was like, wait, we just saw you forgetting that we just, it's, it, they're so warm and so friendly and they don't have, they're not consumed with these devices and the pursuit of money and the, all these other things. They're just, you're in a pure moment with them. And there's, there's just so much love, love for, they love God and they are present in conversation in a way I've never been present with anybody in a conversation for they've never been present with me before it blew me away. And that was the, those were the blessings. And so other things that are hard to put into words, but it, that's what just fundamentally changed my life. Um, so, you know, we don't do this to glorify ourselves. We do this to glorify God because God is the one that put all this together. And, uh, you know, I didn't really believe in God like five, six years ago. I mean, I'm, like, this is not, I didn't grow up with church and I'm not like a Bible thumper or anything like this. Like I'm having a very <laughs> kind of weird, but cool experience with just having uh, my heart open and my mind and my brain open to this journey and not ignoring things like, like almost acting on instinct or sort of, it's so hard to say. It's like a, like an itch on my brain almost, or my heart would be better to, to, to act in a certain way whatever it is. And I kind of listened to that and I let that inform my life more now than I ever did before. And, uh, you know, again, I don't have a book on this. I'm not here trying to write a book on it or anything. I'm just sharing my own journey. It's imperfect and weird and unique. And, you know, as it may be, it's just, uh, what's, what's been happening. My, my wife has had a very similar experience because she jumped in with me. She was like, I, I want to be part of everything that's going on right here. And it really awoke something in her as well. And then she and I together in doing this, it's like enhanced our marriage and our family lives and our teenagers who obviously are teenagers that are into their phones and their friends and social media and all that stuff. And have like on paper would have no interest in doing any of this all, all signed up to come with us to Nairobi to be in a third world country with, they were like, with alacrity, they were like, yes, we're in, we want to go. I was like, what? I mean, not that they're bad kids or selfish or anything like that, but you know, they're teenagers. Um, and it's a little out of character for one of them who will, I won't name <laughs> to, uh, to do things like that. And I was like, he said, yeah, <gasps> what? Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm, I'm starting to see this. It's, it's just this shock wave that's affecting other people too. Um, we're, and we're seeing that we're seeing just this energy behind it. Uh, our next door neighbor comes over for like a housewarming party and he's an architect in town and he comes back a month later and he's like, I was moved to hear about what you're doing. And I, I drew up this set of plans and he pulls out this giant set of multi-page plans for a future vision for the home integrated uh, farming uh, school work live situation. And we're just like, what? And he, it was just this big vision. I mean, with detailed drawings and everything, or, or, or we had, he hadn't even talked to us about it. He just did this and brought it over. <laughs> We're just like, what? And, and that's just one example. There's like a ton of other examples I could come up with. Um, 
I will tell you, I'll tell one other story about it. So uh, when we first got into this, we were like, okay, these guys really need a lot of things. Cause part of what Kevin and Kate did um, was to create an inventory of needs. Like I said, what, 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 like, what are the core needs right now? Like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like what is the base need here that they have? Like we're talking, you know, food, shelter, clothing, school, you know, whatever it is. And we came up with a list and that list was about $3,500 ish um, us dollars. And it was for, um, clothing, uh, mattresses, pillows. Um, you can't go to school there unless you have school books and a uniform. So they have to have that. And half the kids didn't have it and half the kids did. So half of them couldn't go to school. So we put that as a, a major need because, you know, they need to get educated and, and a cooker, something to cook on. They were cooking over like a barrel in the backyard, you know, in the dirt mm. and they didn't have a cooker, like a, even the most basic cooker. So a four plate cooker that took wood, that was actually the way they wanted to do it was, was, was so we priced that out and Kevin and Kate went to the stores and they got all the pricing and they sent us receipts for everything. So like everything is accounted for to the penny, which we didn't. We didn't even ask them for it at that level. I mean, we mentioned it at one point, but generally, but they gave us like, to this day, they gave us everything counted to the penny that's spent. Um, so we got that list and I thought, okay, well, we're already kind of maxed out at this time. This is like a, a year ago. We're kind of maxed out on co contributions personally. We, we kind of need other funding for this to, to buy these things. And I was talking to a guy in my fantasy football chat <laughs> <laughs> who I know. <laughs> and and I, I, I felt, okay, I, I swear to you, I felt this itch. I was like, it just popped in my head. <clears throat> like, you should tell him about what you've done. Just like share with him what you've been doing. So I did. And I shared some photos of my last trip there and what we were up to, but not, you know, like I wasn't pitching him or anything. I was just sharing the story. He was like, he had made a bunch of money on Tesla. He like trades Tesla options uh, heavily on, on Tesla. So he's basically like a Tesla millionaire. Um, but he's a work for them. He's just a, like a day trader on Tesla. And he's like, he Venmo's me 3,500 bucks. I didn't talk about an amount. He Venmo me. I think it was $3,300, which is like $200 away from wow. the amount we needed. That went and bought the rest of it. Well, we added some, you know, more to it on top of the other stuff we were doing and, and, but, but I mean, it's just been like that guys yeah. the whole way. And it just keeps going. And we're just, I know we're just at the beginning of it. Um, you know, we're just uh, appealing this onion back one layer at a time. And I, I know there's bigger, there's bigger things afoot, but we're also trying to keep our balance as we're doing it, you know, not get too, we don't want to cave in from like overexerting. So we're, we're kind of just like, okay, head down. Like what's our next step here? You know, let's do this. Okay. Let's set a goal, slay it, move on. You know, that's, so that's what we're doing. So the next goal is figure out how to buy land in Nairobi and then build a home. So talk to lawyers and engineers and real estate agents and, you know, whoever else we need to talk to to make that happen. This is amazing. And, you know, I personally, you said a couple of things that resonated with regards to um, uh, your partner. He said that it, it's the kids that are giving to us in some way. And Jerry and I have this same experience with our nonprofit, the shoes for kids. And, and we talk about this a lot that we feel like we're getting a gift when we, the feeling we get from seeing the reaction of the children and the gratitude is just, I completely understand that. Right, Jer? Yes, I do. Yeah. And, and uh, another thing, you know, with regards to really listening to that inner voice that if you believe it to be God, that is this voice that is always there with you. And when Choose for Kids began, it was that same sort of a feeling 
there was a voice that was telling me, pay attention to their shoes, look at their shoes, watch these kids. And, you know, your stepdaughter was one of my students at the time, Bella. That's right. Um, and I, I believe that if you do follow that voice and with, with like a pure heart and a good intention, you just, you go down this path, like you're talking about, that's just, you feel like your, your world has expanded. Absolutely. Absolutely. And regardless of, for, for anybody watching this, like what I would recommend is just to say, like, listen for that in your own life. And this doesn't require being part of any religion or subscribing to any sort of ideals or anything like that. It doesn't matter what you believe in. If you believe it's, you know, your own higher self or the universe or whatever, you know, it doesn't even matter. It's like, if you have that calling, if you feel a calling to -hmm. do something, like I would just suggest to pay attention to it because it seems like based on some empirical data <laughs> that from the people I've talked to, including you in that story and my, in my own experience, it's, it's like, there might be something there. It's worth exploring. Yeah, absolutely. You know? uh, and then see if like kind of the wind fills your sails with it. Cause that's what it's felt like is like you take the first step mm-hmm. and then something else takes over. Like mm-hmm. you start to see momentum happen outside yourself. It's not just what you did, but what you did is augmented by some other force, like other people coming into it or whatever it is. Um, yeah. And, uh, and you know, what the heck, I mean, see, you know, what, what's the worst that can happen? You know, I I'd say like, I, I spent uh, you know, a lot of my life just not acting. I I've acted in service to the people I love my family, certainly as a dad. I mean, you know, but I, I, I like acting <laughs> irrationally in service to people you have no connection with. That's a very different thing. Yeah. Right. Really. And, and it changes you. It changes who you are. Um, changes your happiness a little. Like I've never been so happy. Mm-hmm. It, it really has made me just internally happy, um, I, like by a magnitude factor. I, I, it's not even close. Like I can't even imagine my life now without that in it. You know, without that kind of work in it. And those we meet with them. Uh, we just had a meeting with them the other day, and it's just such a special connection. Um, and I was talking to a buddy of mine who's just came into a lot of money, like a lot of money, very large inheritance. And he's buying things. And I relate to this. I'm not judging him because I did this back in 2005 when I sold my first businesses, bought a lot of stuff to fill my life. You know, I thought big house, the, the cars and the second house in Tahoe and the, you know, all the stuff would like make me happy. Cause I mean, that's what we do in America, right? You buy stuff and it makes you happy, except sometimes it doesn't, um, and then you're just empty and you're trying to fill that hole. And so I was really recommending to him to, cause he's, he's from Detroit originally and he has a heart to, I talked to him about it and he had a heart to help kids there underprivileged kids in Detroit. And I said, Man, you should really should do that. Like take some of that money and do that. Cause that's, cause I see him not being happy. Um, I see the, I see myself in the past of like trying to fill that. There's just like a, it's a missing piece. You can't identify something in your life that's missing. And I truly believe that that is, giving like service to others. Now, now that I've taken a baby step into that world, I mean, I can do a lot better, but now that I've taken baby steps, I immediately had that hole, like somewhat filled in a way for the first time, like moved in that direction. Um, so anyway, that, that'd be my recommendation to anybody is no matter, and it doesn't matter how much you have, you don't have to be like my buddy with, you know, millions of dollars inherited some whether if you have a hundred dollars in your pocket or, <laughs> or it doesn't even have to be your money like your time and your effort, your brain, your consultation, your whatever your gifts are that you've been given, whatever you've been blessed with yourself personally or in your business life, 
whatever you can contribute selflessly to somebody else for their betterment, you can fill in the blanks on what that is. Absolutely. That had me thinking of um, another thing and I'm relating um, when the quarantine began, COVID had just hit and I was concerned about our nonprofit, mine and Jerry's shoes for kids um, being able to continue. And I felt, you know, I can't ask people for money right now. We had been relying on small business owners and individuals who were donating and people were struggling and I, I called one of our board members, Joe Pasolacqua, who's been on our board the longest. And I said, I don't, I just don't know if we can do this. We're, our funds are dipping low. We've got people reaching out that need shoes. We've got the homeless shelter with, you know, like 20 new kids. And um, he said, just hang on. He said, don't, don't shut it down yet. And um, the next day I got a check in my PO box from Mead Clark Lumber for $5,000. Yeah. And it was like, okay, you know, <laughs> I love it. Going. Yeah. I love it. I love it. That's amazing. And I, yeah. I, I'm so not... if, if, if someone listening to this podcast, Sean today wants to help out or they feel inspired by the work you're doing, is there a website yet for, for your, what did you name the nonprofit? It's loving home ministries. Okay. We're actually working on the website. We literally just formed it a couple of weeks ago. Officially we've been doing the work, but it was like outside that the structure of that. So this is new and a separate entity with the board of directors and all that, you know, so, um, but it will be at lovinghomeministries.org. Hopefully by the time people hear this, but certainly that website's going to be up uh, in the next few weeks here. Um, yeah. So that would be a place they can go for more information. And I would just encourage people to, you know, uh, find their own brand of, of giving the something that means something to them. Um, you know, like my friend, uh, you know, it was like kids who play hockey in Detroit cause he likes hockey and he's from Detroit. Like if, <laughs> if you want to make it your own corner, that's yeah. good. Like, cool. That's great. Like it matters to you. There's a place there, uh, around that could be athletics or wh- whatever it is. You know, if you make it more personal, it kind of can add something to it for you. Absolutely. And one more, one more thing, you know, yesterday I had a new client at the gym, a gentleman who's in his mid fifties, scanned like 30 or 40 pounds. He used to be an athlete He's coming in to lose weight. And, and he's just, early, he's early retired because he made a bunch of money. He's one of the founders of TikTok. Oh, wow. And I learned this because when I was in the middle of my training session with him on the gym floor, a group of teenage boys came in and I said, you know, one of those boys, my, my, my son, like gets all, you know, he's a real fan. Cause he's a TikTok star. And he goes to the high school here in Sebastopol and everyone knows who this kid is. And he's like, yep. Uh, I know a little bit about TikTok." And so he told me and he's retired and he's at this point in his life. He's, he's saying, you know, I don't know what I want to do next. Like I've got this money now, you know, and, I had just been listening to, I'm a member of the Manji Buddhist temple and I was listening to the Sunday service and they were talking about what lights you up. You know, if you really find what lights you up, you're talking about your friend and the hockey and low income. If it's something that you can relate to, like Jerry and I both understand what it's like to be an athlete that needs shoes. And, um, you know, so, so that for anyone listening, um, really find what lights you up and see what it's done to some, to Sean's life. And you hear this story and that you're going towards what lights you up and yeah. it's just very inspiring. hundred percent. And I just want to say too, that it's available to everyone. This is not 
something that somehow only people like you guys and me and my wife are it's literally it's available to everyone i truly believe that i've seen that it's just a willing heart that's all it takes you know we've talked earlier about you know the pandemic and covid and, and you know protocols and all this kind of stuff and uh this is what i needed to hear today this, this is what i needed to hear today that's why i've been quiet i'm, I'm listening and i'm absorbing everything and it's making a difference in my day because, you know, Sean and his family are headed out to make a difference into in, in a lot of people's lives. And it's just, I'm just sitting here and I'm really, truly enjoying this podcast. <laughs> Listen to y'all. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. And, you know, that's what that's why we do this. This is what lights me up is surrounding myself with people who are doing positive and making a difference in the world. And and we're grateful for you and adding you um, to our list of two time guests on the People Doing Good podcast. You are in the the graces of Ronnie Lotz and Guy Fietti. So you're in the good company two timer club. So <laughs> hopefully company. maybe we can have you back and you're down the line and we can hear about how it all went down. would love that. I love what you guys are doing. I really always appreciate the invites and always a pleasure talking to you. God bless you on your journey, man. And, uh, you know, walk by faith, not by sight, man. And you're, and you're doing it. You would be included in my prayers every day. And you and your family, and um, I'm I'm proud of you, man. You know, too bad we can't share a cheesesteak right about now, huh? <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> oh my God, I could use a real cheesesteak, man. I just don't have it around here. I'm Boy, working on the pizza too. thing, but the cheesesteak thing escapes me still. I hear you, man. I hear you. Hey, man. God bless you and your family and your crew, man. Be safe, all right? And yeah. keep us updated what's going on. Uh, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for listening to our conversation with Sean Daly. Thank you, Sean, for being on the podcast again. We look forward to following um, the good work that you do and can't wait to see what you do in the future. Um, Wasn't he impressive, Jerry? You know what? He's always impressive and he's always positive. And, you know, when you get around somebody that's positive, it rubs off on you. And every time I've been around Sean, he's been that way. You know, and he, Andy's a diehard Philadelphia Eagles fan, too. <laughs> you know, and we go way back. You know, we started talking about back in the day when he was a kid watching the Eagles play when I was back there. And uh, But Sean, you know, going to Kenya, he's going to build a home, a place for the orphans in Kenya. And that's the type of dude he is. He's just packing up and he's going. And you know what? I just, I'm just really grateful that, you know, that, that we know him because we will always know that where, wherever he goes, he's going to brighten somebody's life. He's going to make a difference in someone's life. He is. And we're adding him to our ongoing list of people doing good, nearing 100. I can't wait to get there. Um, and we're grateful for you listening. Follow us on social media at one good podcast. And that's the number one good podcast on Instagram and Twitter. We're on Facebook as well. And if you are interested in becoming a sponsor and helping us to spread positive news around the world, I just noticed, by the way, we have, um, we have listeners in Singapore. We have 30 listeners in Singapore. Yeah. So, Hey, Singapore shout out. Um, Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, as we close, as we come to a close today, I'd like to ask Mr. Robinson, 
if you have any words of wisdom from your neighborhood. Words from Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. Having money in your pocket is good, but having Jesus in your heart is perfect. God bless y'all and have a great day. Have a great evening. And thank you for listening to this episode of the People Doing Good Podcast. The People Doing Good Podcast is brought to you by Shoes for Kids. For more info, visit shoesforkids.com. It is created and hosted by Mariah Volk and Jerry Robinson. Produced and edited by Charlene Goto of GoTo Productions. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment wherever you get your podcast media. Follow on social media at One Good Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Email us at peopledoinggoodpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time.